I'd like to thank the Lord for this beautiful day he's given us, for letting us come back to his house tonight to worship. I appreciate everybody that's here tonight, each one that's come. I want to say a special welcome to each visitor, and uh, I appreciate this revival God's given us. God's given us a wonderful revival, and I feel like already today God's given us a wonderful day. I'm looking forward to the wonderful service that God's giving us tonight. And so we got people who's come a long ways, some's driven quite a ways to get here, and I appreciate your efforts. I'm glad of what God has done. I have a scripture I like to read from the 147th Psalm, a few verses you just listen and pray real hard. Uh, Psalms 147, starting in verse 1. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant and praise is comely. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathered together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth the broken in heart. He bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by name. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. Isn't it wonderful to have a God like that? Well, I praise God for the God that we've gotten. Uh, Brother Chase has been preaching about him and God bless him to just preach so well and so powerful to expound to us how great and wonderful God is. And that's, that's uplifting and that's reviving. And uh, I'll tell you what, we're having revival. And we're not just having a series of meetings. Folks, we're having revival. And I thank God for feeling revived. And if you want to be revived, you can be. If you're lost, you can get saved. Uh, that's the best reviving that ever happened when you get saved. And after that, if you want to feel heaven in your soul and have the peace of God, you can have it in spite of the devil. Let's all stand for a minute as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you, God, that you are God. Lord, thank you that you've got an infinite understanding. My understanding is just little and small, but I don't have to worry about it because something needs to uh, come about, you know how it happens. And you're the one that's able to do it. And God, thank you for blessing us in this revival. Help us tonight, God, just get in the center of your will. Help us to be obedient, plus nothing, minus nothing. Just help us to do everything exactly how you'd have us to do it tonight, God. Lord, we ask you for this service, and we praise you, and we ask it in Jesus' name. And amen. You may be seated. We turn over to the choir. Page 132.
wonderful heaven-sent singing. I just can't imagine it'll be any better than that when we get to heaven. I do know it'll be in the same spirit. Amen. Let me read this to you. Hear my cry, O God, tend to my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I thought while they were singing and we were praising God, I'm glad I got a God that can be praised in the midst of the storm. I'm glad I don't have a God that the only time you can relate to him when everything's going good. I appreciate him, I think, even more when things is going bad than I do when it's going good. Because, Mike, I realize how much I need him. Uh, we got a big God. He's a strong tower from the enemy. If you don't have him, you need him. And if you've got him and not using him, shame on you. When I was out of fellowship with God a number of years ago, and I'd sit in church and I'd need to come to the altar and need to repent and the devil would talk me out of it and I'd let him. You know, he couldn't force me not to come. But uh, the only way the devil can get the best of you if you help him. True. He can't get the best of you if you lean on the Lord. And, and so I sat there and, uh, quite a while and one day finally when I come, and I repented and I felt heaven move in my soul. I thought how foolish I was to wait this long. I thought I needed to come right off of the right off of the bat, right at first. Let's all stand. Boy, it's good to be here tonight. Everybody's got unspoken requests. Just raise your hand. Anybody's got something on your heart, a testimony, a prayer request, say what you got. Obey the Lord. Once again, let's pray for conviction and uh, pray for God to uh, keep giving us that great powerful spirit that he's given us in this revival. Pray for our evangelists that God just lift him up and hold him up like he's been doing and give him that real powerful spirit to preach the word of God with. And, uh, and, and let's pray that God keeps calling and knocking at people's hearts. See, uh, when God calls and knocks, uh, that's the invitation really to get in. And uh, you ought not pass that up. When the Lord comes knocking at the heart, we don't know what the next minute or the next day holds. We need to take opportunity and come to Jesus when he's calling. And, uh, uh, well, I'll tell you, I've got a lot of people on my heart. Now, there's people been come to the revival. It's on my heart. Some, uh, maybe your first night, it's on my heart. Some's not been here yet, it's on my heart. And I had opportunity today uh, to talk to a lot of people. And some of them uh, shocked me that I got on my heart. And I even, I hate to say this, but there was a few people I even called, I sort of dreaded calling. Because, I, I, you know, I was afraid of their reaction. But some of those people responded so warmly and gave me the indication that they'd probably come. And boy, I just rejoiced and said, thank you, Lord. And so let's pray for those people to come uh, that's just thinking about it. And uh, again, let's pray especially for this service right here, right now. Any more requests? Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. It says, uh, the crossing must be near. Yeah. Says, uh, if I was a lost person, that line would scare me to death. Amen. But if you looked around at those of us who were saved, yeah. when we 
sang that part. We all started rejoicing. Yeah. Hey, man. I don't want to leave here, but I can't wait to go home. Hey, man. Hey, man. Boy, we're almost home. Yeah. Yeah. Day he called me, and he said, "Boy, he said, uh, you folks are having a meet." He'd been watching it on the live stream, and he said, "I love uh, you and Lima Church, and said I love Chase Lay, so I'm praying for you." And he said, uh, "Be watching again tonight, Lord willing." I talked to Larry Head today, and uh, he said, "Tell Chase Lay." I said, "Howdy." He said, "Tell him I'm praying for him and praying for Lima Church and praying for you, and uh, I will make this prayer request." Uh, uh, Larry's wife, uh, a week from Friday, is supposed to have surgery. And so he said he wanted everybody to pray for him. He appreciate we've been praying, but I'll just won't tell you that while I was thinking of it. But uh, a lot of people was praying for us, and we're in this together. And I praise God. And I, I appreciate all the churches represented here tonight and all our visitors and a lot of preachers. We appreciate everybody that's here. Anybody else before we pray? Bless her, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, man. Boy. Boy, that blessed my heart, sis. Uh, thank the Lord. That was humble and right out of the heart. And uh, glad you followed the Lord and moved tonight. Said what you said. Let's remember her when we pray. Amen. Someone else. Yeah. For what we've felt since we've been here. Amen. You know, this body sometimes doesn't let us do everything that we want to do. Right. We thank the Lord that He's given us strength. He's given us a job. We're thankful for that. Amen. We we desire the church's prayers because we're right back in the middle of it. Everybody knows what it's like to work out the world. Amen. You listen to all this stuff and everything going on, you know. We want to be like to people. And we think, Lord, blessed us to think, well, you know, as bad as that is, we right. stand out for God. Yeah. We stand out that much right. That's right. Amen. We're thankful for that. You know, we want to do all that we can do. We want Amen. to be like to people. Amen. Well, thank the Lord. We appreciate Brother Steve. Appreciate that testimony. That lines up with something an old preacher preached one time. He said, we don't like the darkness, but he said, there's one advantage being in the dark. He said, if you got a little candle, he said, the darker it gets around, the brighter that candle looks, and the more you can see it, and the longer, farther away you can see the candle in the midst of the darkness. And the world we're living in today, a little candle's showing up a long ways off. We need to be letting our light shine. And, uh, Appreciate that testimony. Somebody else? <clears throat> Amen. Remember. 
Remember that, please. Anybody else? Any others? All right. We'll go to Lord and Prayer. Russ Strangfield, lead us, will you? Another prayer request I uh, neglected to make, forgot it. Uh, I had the privilege to stop and visit with Roger and Sandy Woods today a little bit. They both got some pretty serious medical problems. And uh, so really pray for them when you pray. Let's keep praying for this service here tonight. And let's everybody obey the Lord. Whatever it is, let's do just what God wants us to do tonight. Who'd feel like singing? Whoever's got a song or songs on your heart. Come and mind the Lord and uh, just uh, obey. Sing. You've got a testimony. You can give that too. Whatever God wants done, do it. Let's pray for Kyle while he comes. Bless him, Lord. Bless you, brother. And I want the Lord to have his way tonight. Well, there's some things I'm praying about. And and I want to see the Lord have his way, Chase. Amen. And that's all I can say about this. You just listen. Someday when I've traveled my last mile below, Amen. and the dear Savior bids me, child, it's time to come home. Amen. Well, I'll lay down my burdens, receive a bright crown forever to live in that heavenly home well I've got a longing I'm homesick to go to a land without heartaches no sorrow nor war there's nothing but 
troubles in this world below. I'm homesick for heaven. I've got a longing to go. That's the only verse I wanted to sing to that. I want to get out of the way. And you just think about that verse. You just think about, but, but can you say you're homesick for heaven? Thank you for singing. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for that verse. Somebody else feel like singing. Follow, follow your heart. Come sing what's on your heart. Anybody? Let's pray for him while he comes. With all that within you is, pray. Glad to be here tonight. Appreciate what we can feel. I want to say a couple things before we I sing. Um, this is a song that the Wilders normally sing, and uh, I miss Karen and Anthony a lot. Yeah. And I figure they're probably watching, or maybe we'll watch later. And uh, I just want you to know that I miss you. Uh, the whole church misses you. And, yeah. Uh, Amen. Anthony's been sick and taking treatments. They would be here. I have no doubt they would be here. Amen. He wasn't sick. So, Karen, you can rest assured, as soon as you get back, you can have this song back. I'm not trying to take <laughs> it away from you. Also appreciate Kyle being here and playing for us. Um, I was thinking about this song, and, and I promise I'll make this promise to everybody. Every testimony that I make from now on will not be about my heart attack, but this one is going to be about my heart attack, just like the one the other night was. I'll get over it, I promise. Um, but I was thinking about, uh, I don't know if everybody knows who Elon Musk is, but I read an article the other day said he was the richest man in the world. 200 and some billion dollars he's got. I don't even know how much money that is. I mean, that's, that's more than my mind can conceive. Uh, who likes money? I do. I'll raise my hand. I mean, I want to have some money. I appreciate it. It lets me buy things and do things I want to do. The scripture says if a man gain the whole world and lose his soul, what would he give in exchange? So now I want to take you back, and I told you the other night kind of the details, but I'm laying there in the kitchen floor, and I'm in so much distress, and I've passed out, and the thought hits me, you could die. Yeah. All right. Do you think I would have traded at that moment what I got as a five-year-old boy for Elon Musk's money? Uh-uh. That piece is worth Elon Musk's money. And the next ten, and if you had every nickel there was, that piece that I had, I didn't have to worry. And this song says, my hope is in the blood. And I just hope you'll listen to it and pray for us. 
I'd like to see somebody tonight get that peace that I've got because it's, it's the most valuable thing that I could tell you about. So you pray for us. Every hope that I have here in this old sinful world is anchored in the blood of the Lamb. Though the billows are raging and we're tossed to and fro, there is peace beneath that flow. My hope of the precious Lamb of God, there is no other fountain so has washed away my sin, gave me peace and joy within. My hope is anchored in His blood. Now listen, only one thing will matter when my time shall come to die. The treasures of this world won't mean a thing. But the joy of knowing Jesus will vanish all my fear. For He took away And my hope of the precious Lamb of God, there is no other fountain so sweet. It has washed away my sin, gave me peace and joy within. My hope is anchored in His blood. My hope is anchored in His blood. Hey, me, 
I'm so glad that he found me and brought me out of sin's dark valley. With tender hands he lifted me from up above. And he gave me a mansion so I could live forever. And I know I couldn't do without his love. Oh, many times the devil tempts me. And he says I can't go on That there's no use that I can't reach That home above But then I go back to that time When Jesus found me And he placed down in my heart His perfect love I'm so glad that he found me and brought me out of sin's dark valley. With tender hands he lifted me from up above. And he gave me a mansion so I could live forever. And Thank the Lord for that singing. Thank the Lord for singing. Anybody else got something stirring your heart? Pray for Sean. Pray, church. seems like there's been a lot of singing but I just couldn't get this song out of my head so I gotta try it <clears throat> my mind gets so stressed about the world that we're in the struggles and battles and the heartache of sin Old Satan's attack, the church of today, they've left God's old path and they found a new way, but I thank God for the altar, that's where I got in, that old time conviction revealed all my sin and that old king james bible it still works today i thank god i was saved in the old-fashioned way that old-fashioned preacher 
they say he must go. Just give us a smooth one who puts on a show. Don't sing us them old songs about dark Calvary. Just sing us a new song and happy we'll be. Oh, but I'd like to tell you I'm not going that way. I'll stay with the blood. That's the price Jesus paid. I was born in the fire. And the smoke will not do. I'm walking that old path. Brother, how about you? And I thank God for the altar. That's where I got in. That old time conviction revealed all my sin. And that old King James Bible, it still works today. I thank God I was saved in the old-fashioned way. Amen. Thank the Lord for Sean that good song. Wow. Amen to that song. Amen. Anybody else got something? That's good, Charles. Yeah, man. He's talking about thinking what he had and what he didn't have. Elon Musk, in my generation, that was tough change. Yeah. You got the Lord, you got everything. Amen. And you're richer than rich. Amen. And the peace that you have in your heart, yeah. nothing can compare to that. Then you can't buy that. And yeah. best of all, nothing can take it from you. Amen. This one says it can't be stolen away. Amen. Away. Amen. Come in tonight and get it. When you've got it, it's yours. Amen. That's good. This is so good being here. Amen. That's good, Brother Charles. Appreciate that. Thank the Lord. Anybody else? Let's keep praying. Boy, I'm looking forward. Pray, pray, pray. We're going to turn over to our preaching brother, Brother Chase. Come on, Chase. Pray, church. I know you are, but pray. Glad you saved. Can you say amen? You'll be gladder when you get to heaven. <laughs> That's truth. Hey, I, I just want to let you know, and I don't know if this is preacher chase or just chase, but I'm enjoying revival. Amen. This, this is helping my soul. Uh, I don't know how much longer we got in revival. We probably got somewhere between three nights and three weeks left. But... Souls Harbor is going to get them a better pastor when this is over with. And I appreciate that. And I'm not saying they're going to call somebody else, but I mean, that's just true. <laughs> I need to get to the message. Amen. It's a blessing to be here, though. God's good to us. I appreciate the good songs. I, I'm amazed. I want to say this and give a, give a compliment to Lima Church Choir and the singers uh, I'd say every night I've sat there next to Pastor Terry and I've said, I've never heard that before. And it's just amazed me. And, I, and that's a compliment to the talent, but that's also a compliment to how you let God use you. That's the truth. You have your Bibles tonight. Let's look in the book of Genesis this evening.
book of Genesis chapter 32. Three places we'd like to read. We'll turn together. Genesis 32. We'll start there tonight. To, to save our legs and to save attention, let's just stand tonight. We'll have a word of prayer. I appreciate you so much, and I appreciate what God's doing in revival. Oh, may God continue is my prayer. Our Father in heaven, we look to you, God. We thank you, Lord, for this night. Jesus, I love you. And Father, I thank you for being you. Thank you for salvation. Lord, as the singer sung tonight, Lord, it's by the blood or it's nothing. Jesus, Jesus, I'm happy that I've came Calvary's way. Lord, when you said that you went to prepare a place for us, thank you for preparing Calvary. Lord, a place that we could be forgiven, a place where the ground is level. Lord Jesus, on Calvary's hill, there's, there's no big eyes and little U's. There's just you and us. And I thank you for that. Jesus, I need you tonight. Father, please, I'm, I'm nervous, I'm, I'm fearful, but I'm so excited for what you can do. I love you, Lord. Please preach tonight. Please, please preach. Don't let Chase say anything. Please, Jesus, just preach. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Look with us in Genesis 32. Genesis 32 tonight uh, at verse 27 is all we need this evening. I, I'm going to go ahead and announce this. Uh, I've prayed a lot today. I'm not going to get through all of this. So are we okay with doing a two-time part two-ing? I believe God will help us that way. It's either that or we just preach four hours. You take your pick. Um, Genesis 32 at verse 27. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. It's one verse. I'd like to reread it. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. John chapter 8, if you have your Bible, John chapter 8. John chapter number 8 at verse number 32. John chapter 8, verse number 32. Jesus says this, John 8, 32, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 1 John, if you have your Bible, 1 John chapter 1. I know we're turning a lot. I pray that's okay with you. 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1, verse number 9. 1 John chapter 1, verse number 9. I appreciate your kind patience. I do so much. 1 John 1 and 9 would read this way. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. I'm thankful he forgives. And I'm not just thankful he forgives, I'm thankful he cleanses. I, and I'm thankful that he forgets. Anybody else? Amen. I'm thankful he forgets. I know the devil doesn't forget. And I know we don't forget. I know that. Apostle Paul would approach the Lord and he would ask God, I've got an infirmity in the flesh. 
And I, I seek you out three times a day over it. And we was wanting God to take away what was ailing him, what was hurting him, what was hindering him. I, I, some folks have said it was his eyesight, uh, and I'm fine with that. Uh, but I, I want to give you a deeper part if I can. Uh, Apostle Paul, his name was once Saul, as we all know, before uh, the road to Damascus happened. What a salvation experience happened to him. Uh, I'm glad I remember getting born again. Amen. I remember it. Uh, but Apostle Paul's there on the road to Damascus. Saul would happen. Saul gets converted. Uh, I want to remind you, he had a many a Christians killed. He did. Had a many a Christians killed. Uh, Stephen included. Uh, but I, I want to say this. Uh, those people that he had murdered had relatives, no doubt. Those people he had murdered, uh, maybe they didn't know that it was Saul that had them killed, but Saul knew he did. And as Saul is converted to Paul, and I know we're taking time to get started, but I believe God's got a message for us tonight. I do. Uh, as Paul is preaching, as we read through most of the New Testament, uh, I believe that he is preaching to people he's had their families killed. He's preaching to people that he's had their family members put in prison. He's had them stoned. And worst of all, there are people that are preaching. He's preaching to them that they may love him and eat him up, but what he knows, it, what they might not know, he had some of their relatives put to death. Can you say amen? You with me? Can I say this? If there's something I believe, he might have prayed, God, I'm tired of remembering how much I messed up. I'm tired of remembering how bad I used to be. Uh, Lord, every time I get up to preach, their faces of who I've had murdered, uh, the wickedness that I've done, it's before me every time. Apostle Paul meant this when he said, when I would go to do good, evil is always present. Every time he would go to get up for the Lord, and I feel preaching, this ain't the message, but we're in it. Uh, every time he would go to get up for the Lord, uh, the devil would remind him of who he is in the flesh, uh, would remind him of his sins and remind him of what he had done. I want to say this. The devil's not making up anything on us. Uh, the devil is using our sins, our flesh, our weaknesses, and throwing them up in our face every time we go to do something for God. And Paul is seeking out a clean slate in his memory. I don't want to remember it anymore. God, I'm tired of suffering with it. I'm tired of having to cast myself down. Lord, I'm tired of feeling so beaten. I'm tired of feeling so violent. I'm tired of always the regrets and always the memories of past sins. Lord, I'm seeking you out. Lord, erase it from me. And Jesus would speak to this in the book of 2 Corinthians. He would say this, my grace is sufficient for thee and my strength is made perfect in your time of weakness. This is what he was saying to Paul. I cannot take away the past, but I can make the past part of your testimony. Amen. If we could preach you a thought tonight by the help of the Lord, I'd like to give you this thought. Stop hiding your limp. Stop hiding your limp. Amen. As we know, Jacob is where we're at in Scripture in Genesis 32. Genesis is where Jacob's at and Jacob would wrestle with the Lord amen and after he gets done wrestling with the Lord he would have a limp because God had dislocated his hip amen and I want to say this to you though way before Jacob had a limp because of the blessing
blessing of God. Jacob had a limp because he'd walked away from God. Can I say this to you? I believe there's so many of us. And if you need a second title, I can preach you this. It's time to be honest. Amen. I declare, I believe there's times that you and I, we've got things going on in our flesh. We went away from God. We're not right with God. We're not where we should be. We've slipped away from God. But we keep living as if we've not fallen away. We keep living like everything's right. There's times that we know we're not born again. But we sit in the pew and we act like we're born again. There's times we sing the songs like we are right with God. But we know deep down in our soul that we are not right with God. I want to let you know it's time that we stop hiding our limp. Amen. Man, there's a little lady in the book of John, chapter number 8. She's caught in the very act of adultery. She's not the only one that should have been there that day. There should have been somebody else that was brought with her. It takes two to tango. But can I say this to you? The Pharisees, they saw a woman and they took advantage. Can I preach to you today? People will always see the truth that they want to see. But can I preach to you tonight? If you are wrong, amen, it's not up to you to blame people because they didn't see the truth. You need to get right with the truth that God's given you. Amen. Listen to me. You might not be as bad as somebody else and you might not did as worse things as other people have done. But you need to get right with God for the wrong that you've done. Amen. Boy, this little lady gets brought to Jesus. She's caught in the very act of adultery. Amen. And Jesus would say this. He would say, ye without sin, cast the first stone. Amen. Can I let you know? All of them dropped their stones and ran off. They got away. And it was just Jesus and the lady that was there. Amen. And she had her head in the sand the entire time. Amen. And Jesus looks down at this lady and he said, Woman, where are thine accusers? And she would look up and she would see no one standing around. And Jesus would say, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Can I declare, if you want real forgiveness, you're going to have to get real with God. If you want real cleansing on the inside, you're going to have to get real with God. Can I let you know, there was a missed opportunity there. Everyone that had stones in their hands, they should have dropped them. But can I let you know what they should have done? They should have knelt down just like the lady right at the feet of Jesus. No, they may not have been guilty of adultery. But can I let you know, Romans chapter number 3, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There might be folks in the room, you might be guilty of drinking, you might be guilty amen, of, of lusting, you might be guilty of what we would call severe sins. But can I declare to you, just because someone's sin is severe in our eyes, every sin needs to be made right in the eyes of God. Boy, here he is. Amen, Jacob. Jacob had had, amen, a roller coaster ride ever 
since Genesis chapter 27, he's called to Isaac. Isaac wants venison. Amen. Are you with me tonight? He wants venison meat. Amen. He's going to dress himself up as his brother to steal a blessing. Amen. Can I preach to you tonight? My friend, it's time that you and I stopped acting like we do not get tempted. Amen. Stop hiding our lip. Can I let you know? Amen. Every man is enticed of his own lust. Amen. Every person amen, has a weak spot. Every person has a battle. Every person has a struggle. Every person. Amen. I have never, and I pray I'm preaching tonight. I hope I ain't getting on your nerve. Can I let you know? I have never seen a football team win every game every year. I've never seen it happen. Amen. Every team loses at some point or another. Can I let you know? The most perfect child of God, you still are in the flesh. There's something you struggle with. There's something that your mind struggles with. There's something your heart struggles with. Boy, before long, I'm going to preach to if God will be our helper and all. And if he doesn't want to, I'll just preach to you something else about Jesus. But can I let you know, before very long, I'm going to preach about Jacob getting victory in the Lord. But can I let you know something? Victory in the Lord does not happen for Jacob until Jacob answers one question. What is your name? And he said, my name is Jacob. Can I say this? How can we ever get forgiveness from God if we will never admit that we are tempted of the devil? How can we ever get forgiveness from God when we never admit that the devil doesn't try us every now and then? Can I say this to you? There was a temptation from Jacob to come and approach his father for an untimely blessing. Can I let you know something? There's temptations of the devil. Your temptation may not be the same as someone else's, but the devil's got a temptation for you. Amen. Can I let you know? It's horrible to be in the flesh. There's things, amen, that might be a severe problem to me in my flesh that you and Jesus have got it whipped. But boy, there might be some things that I battle with, that you battle with. There might be things that we all battle together. But can I preach to you how in the world can we win the battle against the devil if nobody admits that we're battling against the devil? Can I declare it's time, my friend, there's times that we come out of the closet shouting victory. But if we are tempted of the devil, if we're tempted to quit, if we're tempted to fall to sin, if we're tempted to get back to old addictions, if we're tempted to get out of church, if we're tempted to get swallowed up in sin, it's time we came out of the closet and got honest with God. Everybody good? I feel all right about it. Oh, listen, what a temptation there is 
Oh, listen to me, friend. There might be folks in the house, whatever the devil is tempting you with, whatever he's tempting you with, you may not have committed to it yet. And you may not have submitted to it yet. Boy, I praise God for that. And every temptation, Jesus is the way of escape. Amen. I believe I'll echo that one more time. And every temptation, Jesus is the way of escape. Well, how do you know? I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Amen. He is the way of escape. Can I just say this to you? There's times that we feel like we are such a horrible Christian because we are tempted of the devil. And there's things that we feel like that a Christian should not be tempted with. Chase, I've been on the road too long. The devil should not be able to get to me. Chase, I preach too good. The devil should not be able to get to me. Chase, I sing too good. The devil should not be able to get to me. Boy, I believe every once in a while they might have a devil board meeting. When someone looks around, when a church says something like this, we are Lima Missionary Baptist and we will never be in the shape of some of the other churches. And the devil looks around and says, did you hear that? They said they were too good to get. <laughs> hey boys, hands in. Lima on three. One, two, three, Lima. And boy, all hell just comes against Lima. When families think they're too good to suffer like other families, the devil says, my, 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 did you hear that? When preachers think that they're too good to get in some of the shapes that other preachers have got in, I preach too good to get down. I preach too good to get out. When singers think that, man, they've got the right song to make everybody shout. When testifiers think they've got the right testimony to make everybody tear up. Boy, when you're so high on the mountain and you look down and you say, I'll never be down there. Chase, the devil can't reach me up there. I want to preach to you. The devil looks way up there and he's not scared of heights in the devil's mind you're so high that's a mighty big fall amen can I let you know it's time and high time that we got off cloud mountain and said I'm not up here because of how good I am I'm up here because of how good God is our church is not up here because of how good we are our family's not up here our individuals aren't up here our song isn't up here amen our ministry isn't up here we have made it this far because of him hallelujah to the land my 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 I've got to wonder amen is there anybody in the house that's too good to be tempted not a one of us there's times we pass by the valley and we're tempted to lay down in the valley there's times that we pass by the valley of shadow of death and we say boy I believe this is where I'll just quit and I'll lay down and I'll wait on the Lord to come get me we pass by and we see boy a hard battle and we say boy this is where I'm tempted we see our Bathsheba as she's bathing amen boy can I just say this to you real quick and I need to move on surely I do I realize it was David's fault I do but why in the world is a woman taking a bath on the roof amen my God in heaven that's why we created bathrooms amen can I say this to you my friend there are times we not be that we might not 
be the one that instigates the sin. But there's times we put ourselves in the position for the devil to attack us. Can you say amen? There's times we might not go chasing the devil down, but there's times we'll stand out and say, devil, come and get me. Can I say this to you? If you don't want the devil to attack you, and if you don't want the devil to tempt you, can I tell you where you better go? You better hide in the rock of ages, Jesus Christ. The devil looks at God, and God says, have you tried my servant Job? And the devil says, I ain't about to do it, Bo. Well, why? You've got a hedge built around him. Hallelujah to the Lamb. If you will hide behind God, God's the best guard dog you've ever seen. Woo! Amen. The devil will come rocking up and God will grit and he'll growl. The devil will come with his temptations and God will grit and he'll growl. I've never met a demon. I've never met a devil that'll cross my God. You'd better hide in him. Boy, what a moment. There Jacob is, and he goes and he commits the wrong. He goes through with the sin that he's been tempted to. Oh, Chase, I, I can't believe that I've done this. I can't believe that I've sinned against my God. I can't believe I've sinned against my family. Hey, church, I thank you for praying. I'm in the preaching now. I thank you for that. Chase, I can't believe that I've sinned against my wife. can't believe I've sinned against my husband. can't believe I've sinned against my parents. I can't believe I've sinned against my church. Can I let you know something? God believes it. Well, why does God believe it? Because he created you. Amen. You created out of the dust of the earth. Honey, you a human. Can I let you know something? You need to quit beating up on yourself so bad. You're a human. You sin, you mess up. Amen. I believe there are folks that have just about quit on Jesus because they messed up and they can't believe they messed up. Amen. And they said, I'm not fit for the church. I'm not fit to sing. I'm not fit to testify. I'm not fit to live for Jesus. That church is too good for me to attend. Can I let you know something? Everybody looks so good in their church outfits. Everybody looks so good in their church clothes. But can I let you know, everybody in this room is made out of the same flesh that you are. Honey, in this room, there's no big eyes and there's no little use. You'll know what in this room is. Sinners saved by the grace of God. Amen. We are what we are by his grace. There's times that we look. Amen. And Jacob has committed a wrong. He's committed a sin. Can I let you know something? You might have committed a sin. You might have done things wrong. You might have handled things wrong. You might not be taking right things as serious as you should. But can I let you know something? Amen. If we confess our sins, sorry, who do we confess them to? If we confess them to God, he is faithful and he's just to forgive us our sins. Amen. Ain't nobody, amen. Ain't nobody got their hand. It makes me wonder if anybody else has been forgiven. Amen. I'm glad when I've came to him and I've desired his forgiveness like I desire the next breath. I'm glad he's a God that forgives. Hallelujah to the land. Can I beg somebody tonight? Stop getting more caught up in your sin than you are caught up in your Savior. Amen. Listen, my friend. My 
God. I, I look, Miss Linda, at how much of a mess up that I am. I look at how a mess up that I used to be. Amen. Well, Chase, I believe we reap what we sow. If we sow to the flesh, we shall of the flesh reap corruption and destruction. If we sow to the Spirit, we'll of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Boy, can I preach to you something? There are some folk that will not live for God, won't praise God, won't go on for God because they're waiting on God to absolutely wear them out. One of these days, Chase, God's going to whip me. He's going to chastise me. He's going to take my family from me. Can I ask you something? Is your God really that bad? Can anybody help me in the house? Can I say this to you? Amen. How many of you have ever been forgiven of God? Anybody ever been forgiven? Amen. That's about half of us. Praise the Lord. I hope the other half get forgiven tonight. Amen. Can I say this to you, my friend? When Peter denied the Lord, amen, and as soon as the rooster crowed, Peter fell to the ground, Brother Billy, fell to the ground, and he ran his mantle, and he cried out. You'll know what happened that moment. God took his belt off and wore him out in that moment. Well, how do you know? He was blessed just a couple of days later with the very presence of God. Can I say this to you? My friend will chase Peter. He never lost his taste. He never got so sick. His food never turned to bread. He never lost his family. Can I preach to you something? You may not see people's whippings, but I guarantee you they got them. Well, Chase, oh, so-and-so better get right with God. If they don't get right with God, God's going to get a hold of them. I believe that, but can I ask you something? Are we the people in charge of the whippings? Are we the people handing God the belt? Or is he in charge of his own belt? Amen. I remember there was a lady, Brother Jeremy, going to whip her kid one time. And she looked at me, Brother Terry, and she said, Chase, let me have your belt. And I looked at her, and I said, my God, woman, is my belt. Amen. Can I let you know something today? If we're going to start looking at God and saying, God, that one deserves a whipping and you need to get a hold of that one. Get that one, God, and get that one, God. If you let God loose and he starts getting people for what they deserve, guess who he's going to start with? Amen. Boy, I can remember one time I tattletoed. Amen. Oh, my brother, he was being mean to me. I said, Mama, Michael's being mean to me. Amen. And you'll know who mama got a hold of first? She got a hold of this one. Amen. Why? Because I was a tattletaling. Can I say this to you, my beloved friend? If God starts getting people for their sin, you'd better be perfect. Because if you ain't perfect, God's coming for you. Can I let you know what I believe we ought to do? We ought to let God be in charge of the getting. We ought to let God be in charge of the forgiving. We ought to be sinners that come to him needing him and just be happy that God forgives. Smile at me real quick. Hallelujah. Jacob commits the wrong. Hey, can I say something about this? Sowing and reaping. Lord, please help me tonight, I'd pray. I believe in sowing and reaping, I do. You reap what you sow. But I believe there are people that are so scared of every sin they've committed. Hey, can I let you know something? If we are going to pay 
for every sin. And we might fall out with each other. If you don't agree with this, can you care enough about revival that you just ignore this and get back on with me? If you don't agree with what I'm getting ready to say, watch cartoons in your head for a minute, come back and see me here in a second. If we are going to pay for every sin we've committed, can you imagine how long our life is going to have to be? Anybody there? Well, Chase, I'm, I'm thankful for second chances. Can I preach to you something? If you think you're on your second chance, you are almost perfect. What are you getting at, Chase? I'm letting you know something. If you're here tonight and you're saved by the grace of God, you are not on your second chance. You are not on your third chance. You're not on your fourth chance. Matter of fact, I'll guarantee you, you're probably up in four digits. Amen. When you look at how many times he's forgiven you, you look at how many times he's given you mercy, how many times he's given you grace, just over and over and over and over and over. Can I preach to you? If you're going to take a shout and fit, amen, because he's a God of second chances, where in the world is your shout that he's a God of 55 chances and he's a God of 355? Anybody with me? Amen. My God, listen to me. Can I just preach to you tonight? I'm glad that his grace is greater than my sin. I'm glad his mercy's greater than my sin. Chase, what in the world is mercy? What in the world is grace? Mercy is what keeps us from getting what we do deserve. Grace is what gives us more than we deserve. Amen. I'll raise one hand and say I'm thankful for the grace of God. But I'll put both hands in the air and say I thank God for the mercies of God. Boy, I still say it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed for his compassions they fail not can I say this to you after Jacob would make his mistake he would be aided in staying wrong by his mother can I say this to you there's times that we've got folks that understand why we committed the sin there's folks that understand our motivation for the sin well Chase they're just boys and boys will be boys Chase they need to sow their wild oats Chase you don't know what they've been through can I preach to you something today and I pray this doesn't offend you it doesn't matter if you're a teenager and you've messed up you still need to get right with God it doesn't matter if you were in the deepest darkest depressions and you messed up you still need to get right with God Chase are you saying that if we sin no matter what we still need to get right I'm letting you know he's God in the good times he's God in the bad times He's got a way for us to stay close to him during all times. And if we turn to the world, we can't blame mama because we turn to the world. If we turn to the devil, we can't blame our friends. We'll chase everybody was doing it. We'll chase everybody else is getting out of church. Chase, my daddy got a temper. That's why I got a temper. Chase, my mama's got this problem. So that's why I got this problem. Amen. Well, I feel a preacher out here, Brother Billy. Right? I want to let you know something. Your God is greater than your environment. Your God is greater than your surroundings. Your God's greater than your past. He's greater than your friends. He's greater than peer pressure. He's greater than all hell itself. I'm letting you know greater is he that's in me than the devil that want to sift me as wheat. 
the devil has desired to sift you as wheat. What did Jesus say after that? But I have prayed for you. I want to say this to you one more time. I believe every last one of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I want to give you this, and I pray it's okay with you. Chase, are you having a good time preaching? I'm preaching about how much sin will take a toll on her life. That ain't shouting ground just yet. Chase, is the devil fighting you? Absolutely. Because I'm letting a secret out. I'm fine with the devil fighting because if you'll help me and Jesus will help me, we'll get a win here in a minute. We don't care. Lord, please help me. We don't care so much about his forgiveness anymore. That's why I can tell you we don't care much about our sin anymore. What do you mean, Chase? I got to wonder, Brother Gary, how many times we've knelt down before our table at mealtime. Lord, forgive us where we failed you and bless this food. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we took it for granted, Miss Linda, in that very moment. When we came before Jesus and said, God, forgive me just because it's what we always do. And we said the same prayer because it's what we always do. That for some reason, God looked down at us, Brother Blaine, and said, well, I'll forgive you because you asked before you ate your cornbread and beans. If you got your Bibles, let's look one place real quick. Book of Psalms, chapter 51. Can I ask you a question while we're turning? How can we ever truly appreciate forgiveness when we never are truly sorry for our wrong? Psalms chapter number 51. I want to let you know what repentance sounds like. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Against you and you only have I sinned. And I've done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth of the inward parts and in the hidden part thou shalt make known, make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sin and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew within me a right spirit. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted. Deliver me from the blood guiltiness. O God, thou God of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice or else I'd give it. 
David. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure and design. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. And shall they offer bullocks upon the altar. Can I say this to you? That is a man desiring forgiveness. I'm going to try to finish this. Lord, please help me. There's times that we've got sin in our life, and I'm not going to try to find it because it'll turn into brow beating real quick. And to be honest, when we start naming sin in the church, and I believe we all name sin from time to time, but when we start naming sin, there's folks that'll sit around and say, well, I'm not guilty of that, so I'm okay. But we've all got a battle against sin. Would you say amen? We've got a battle against sin, but yet we'll still assemble the choir and act like everything's okay. We've got a battle against sin, but we'll still get up in the pulpit and try to preach her down even though things are not right with God. There's times that we'll sit in the pew and act like everything's fine. Hey, can I say this to you? And I'm church, can you hear me? I'm not wanting to hurt nobody. I'm giving you what's on my soul. And maybe this ain't for everybody, but I believe this is for somebody. Amen. Can I let you know something? If you don't have joy in serving Jesus anymore, amen, if your peace ain't where it needs to be, amen, if there's not as much power, if you're not getting much out of the singing, if you're not getting much out of the preaching anymore, if it's becoming easier and easier and easier just to fall away and you find yourself complaining and you find yourself more agitated and you find yourself more bothered, can I preach to you what it's time to do? It's time to stop hiding your lip. Stop hiding your wrong. Come to God. Get right. And you want to know what will happen when you do? Joy will be restored. Well, I'd like to finish here. Jacob is going to betray his family, betray Esau. And his mama's going to say, go and get that's what his mama said. Are you still with me? That's not what the church says. I got to declare to you, and I'm going to preach once more, and I feel like God's about done. There's been a many, a many a time I've messed up, and some of y'all know my mess ups, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. But I... I the devil get me in my pew, no matter where I'm sitting. Pastor Terry, there's been times, even at Souls Harbor, I've been guilty, Eric, of letting the devil just eat me alive with discouragement. Can I invite you into my secret place for a minute? You ready? This is between me and 200 people. Amen. There's times the church numbers aren't where they need to be. And Sydney, I'll sit around and I'll say, and the devil will whisper, Chase, if you were a better pastor, the numbers would be better. There's times sickness will get in the church, and I'll say, oh, God. And the devil will say, if you was the pastor you needed to be, that one wouldn't have got sick. There's times sin will get in the church, 
And I'll say, oh, Chase, if you were a better pastor, if you were more dedicated, if you were more faithful, hey, can I let you know something? I pray it doesn't offend a one of you. None of us are so good to cause something good to happen in the church. But none of us are so bad that we are to blame for sin. Chase, so-and-so's got cancer, and the devil will say, and it's your fault. Can I let you know something? You ain't that bad. If you're still breathing, can you say amen? Church numbers fall by the wayside. Chase, it must be my fault. You ain't that bad. Boy, we have flat out got cold, amen. Folks ain't showing up to youth meetings like they ought to. You ain't that bad. Can I let you know something? There's only one person that you're in control of. And it ain't 200 other people. It's you. There's times I have stood before Souls Harbor and I said, church, I'm sorry. I've let discouragement eat me alive. I apologize for that. Boy, can I say this to you? There's times that we get so caught up that we've made the mistake and there's something inside of us, Blaine, that says you need to get away from the church, you need to get away from people that love you. If they find out about it, you're done. If they, my God, the church will shame you. They'll never look at you the same. There's people they will never love you. They'll never forgive you. Can I let you know something, my friend? And this is why I'm closing tonight. The devil is the father of all lies, amen. Can I let you know something? There might be people that look at you different. That's between them and Jesus. There might be people that shun you. That's between them and Jesus. There might be people that don't look at you the same. Chase, I'm supposed to be stronger than that. And people look at me differently. Chase, our, our family's better than that. And people look at our family different. Chase, I'm a preacher. Chase, I'm this. I'm preaching to anybody that's listening. Jacob, in the spirit, your name is Israel but in the flesh you're still Jacob can I say this in the spirit I'm God's man but man outside the spirit I'm still Chase Lay can I say this to you my friend listen to me quit being so concerned on what people are going to do when they find out what people are going to do if they forgive you what people are going to do can I let you know something it's time and high time we desire the forgiveness of God at all costs. You'll know what I found. And I believe this with all of my heart. When the prodigal son came home, the only thing he wanted, Miss Rebecca, the only thing he wanted. I just want to be one of your hired servants. There's times when we're wrong. And I believe God's going to let me speak this. And I'm thrilled to death. There's times when we are wrong. We want people to forgive us and let us go right back to our old role real, real quick. 
But the prodigal son, Eric, came back looking to be a servant. But he wasn't welcomed as a servant. He was welcomed as a son. I want to give you this. And I'm going to say this in closing. I meant to get to this earlier, but God got me preaching, and I'm fine with that. God kept dealing with Jacob even when he was wrong. Why, Cooper? Because God still had a work for him. How many of you are glad that even though you were wrong at times, God never quit dealing with you? Well, why? Because God still had a work for you. I'm going to give this. It's in my spirit. If you're here tonight... God's dealing with you to preach. It's time to stop hiding your limp and come out with it. And you can look at your life and talk about how messed up you've been, how wrong you've been. I did the same thing, man, I did. Chase, do you know who you're preaching to? Not a clue. But I had messed up so, so much. God had called me to preach and the way I responded to it, it scared me so bad that I went straight to sin. Because if I sin enough, God will leave me alone. God spoke to me clear as day. Hey, whenever you're done, I'm still here. If you're here tonight, God's been dealing in you. Jacob tried so much to give gifts and he tried to send gifts to Esau and he, he went years and just roller coastered his life. If anybody's here, and this is straight from my soul, as humble as I can be, and you're tired of living the roller coaster life, it's time to just be honest. God, I've been in and out too much and it's nobody else's fault but mine. You might have tried to avoid honesty for far too long, but can I let you know something? Well, Chase, if we know Jesus, Jesus will set us free. That's not what John 8, 32 said. John 8, 32 said this, know the truth and the truth, it didn't even see would set you free. It'll make you free. Hey, I want to let you know something. Chase, what happens? What happens if people don't believe that I'm changed? Well, God's been, I, I told Brother Kenny this today. God's been dealing with me with this for months now. There's a real possibility. You pop up and you, you go to your family and say, hey, God forgave me. If you've messed up good enough and often enough, they might not shout. It's possible you gave the same sorry enough that when you look at Lima and say, Lima, forgive me, but God, he forgave me. And the churches might look at you and go, well, praise the Lord. 
Why chase the church ain't that bad. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Chase, what if people don't believe me? How many of you know what it means to live forgiven? God forgives you. That lady that was caught in the act of adultery, how many more times is that story in the Bible? Not again. So you know what I'm convinced to believe? It never happened again. And everybody could look at her and say one thing. She got her forgiveness that day. And she lived in that forgiveness the rest of her days. You might be here tonight. I believe God's dealing with folk. I believe this. You might be here tonight. And you might not have been the daddy, the mommy that you should have been all the life of your kids. But can I ask you something? Lord, please help us. Would you rather be the parent that lived in failure or be the parent that lived in forgiveness? Lady at Freedom had a mess load of kids when I pastored there and they were all different ages and Lord Terry, they'd get in church and they'd just run all around the church. They'd never been to church before. And there'd be times there'd be folks say, those kids are sure wild. And I'd go up to that lady. You're giving them the best mom possible. You might not have had them here since they were born, but you're here now. Would you rather show your kids what it looks like to stay in failure and never change? Or would you rather show your kids this is what forgiveness can do? You might be here this evening, might be a kiddo. Chase, are you hunting? Yeah, I'm hunting a little bit. Might be a kiddo. And you might not be able to look at your parents and say, hey, I've made you proud all my life. But you can come to God tonight. God forgive you. And you live the rest of your days. You can't change the beer bottle. You can't change the drugs. You can't change the lies. You can't change any of that. But you can change what happens next. And it's not even what you can do. You bring yourself to God. God's the only person that can turn a pig into bacon. Somebody help me. You might be here tonight. You might have wrecked your life, wrecked your ministry so far. I don't know. You can live forever in your wrongs and you'll never know what the forgiveness of God can do. Here tonight and you're lost. Chase, I can't say that I got saved at five years old. I can't say. You might be here lost. It might be up in years. But you can still live the rest of your life knowing what it's like to be born again. Come get a song if you would. Hey, can I just ask you to do one thing? Be honest. Be honest. Be honest. Hey, can I ask you tonight? How many of you have ever messed up so much? 
that you didn't even know how to say anything to God. Anybody? Am I the only one? There's a few of us. It's just being honest. It's just us. Chase, I don't know where to even start. Can I tell you something? You'll never get where you need to get until you start. And you all know where it starts? You start by bringing yourself to God. Hey, and, and, and Terry, if I get out of line, you take care of me, please. I mean that. If it's anybody up here, anybody anywhere, can, can, can we make a promise? Do you promise to be honest? Would you raise your hand? Face anybody here tonight, I mean this. You need help from God. Temptation, whatever kind. Devil fighting, whatever kind. Failure, whatever kind. Sin, whatever kind. Would you be honest enough to come to God? Empty your heart. He'll help you. Is he worth coming to? God bless you. Let's sing if you would. I've not always been faithful, but he has. I've not always been graceful, but he has. I've not always been true, but he's always come through. He has, yes, he has. I tell him I'm not strong, but he says I am. Right. I say I can't. Come on, Come on be honest. On. He says be honest. I can. Come on. Well, I've not loved What's the weakness everyone. that the devil takes advantage of you? Can you bring that weakness to God? Overcome. Sure. Be honest. Come on. He has. Yes, he has. Amen. Stop hiding. He has. Stop hiding behind your title. Stop hiding behind who you want people to think you are. He has. You can be made new tonight. Paid the debt on Calvary all alone. He has. Oh, struggling saint. Would you come? Would you come? say just a word they're gonna finish this is it all right if I share a story with you yeah God said share it and I'm ready my mother my mom married my stepdad and my stepdad she thought was saved some of y'all know this story and if you know it just smile like it's the first time you heard it we were in a Holy Ghost filled meeting at Emmanuel Baptist Church my mom stayed home because of a migraine they had about the third or first third or fourth song and I was sitting in the back with all my friends. That's where the teenagers hung out at. And my stepdad got up and left the pew. And he ran. 43, 44-year-old man ran to the altar. And there was something struck me. That's different. And he got on the altar and he stayed there. Mike never went to the altar much. There's, there's something going on. And the pastor got up and he said, Church, I don't know what's going on, but we need to come around together. Pray with Brother Mike. 
And about the time we all got down with him, Mike shot up. And I've never seen him shout like that since. And everybody got happy because, well, if he's getting happy, I guess we all ought to get happy. He got through. And the, my, our pastor, Brother Mike, he said, Mike, do you got anything on your heart? And Mike said, it's running all over me. I got to tell everybody. I just got saved. And you don't know what the church did? Hang on, I'll show you. You hear that? It's exactly what they did. Why? Because everybody in that room felt like if there was anybody that was saved, him. He'd been baptized once, false profession. Been baptized twice, false profession. He said, the first time I told folks I got saved, my, my cousins came to the altar and I loved them so much I came and prayed with them. And the pastor asked if I got saved, asked all of our cousins. All my cousins said they got saved. I didn't want to be... I didn't want to be left out. And I told him I got saved. Second time, I'd been raised in church, but I'd start drinking. And I was real sorry. I was real sorry for what I'd done. I was sorry for my parents. And I went to the altar. And I told everybody I got saved because I wanted to feel better. He said, but lately I've noticed what everybody's got, I ain't got. And I wanted that peace of God. And he said, I've got it. There was six people got saved that night. We went home after church that night. Mike's in the best mood I've ever seen him in. He had his keys to the house and he got to the door and he just. And I said, Mike, what are you doing? You've got your keys. He said, I want your mom to come answer the door. I said, why? He said, because I want to tell her I just got saved. And she came to the door looking like most people do when they just woke up. And said, Gina, Gina, you'll never guess what just happened to me. I said, baby, what is it? I said, I just got saved. I said, Mike, but you are saved. I said, no, honey, it's been a show. I got saved tonight. Can I echo one more time to you? You might be here and you might not be all right. It's normal. Everybody gets in that shape. There's no shame not being all right. You want to know where the shame is? And staying that way. Wouldn't you rather have peace with God and live faking? You don't have to live faking anymore. You don't have to live playing anymore. You can come get right with God and be able to tell folks, I'm right with God. Terry, can we sing one more? Church, can we be honest? If you hear and it's not you, can you pray for somebody that it is? Come on.
God's ready to help you. Amen. Just be honest. Appreciate the preacher and the message. Appreciate the singing. I want to say just a few words and we'll ask for another song. I want you to think about where you're at here tonight. I want to make this invitation. And just a little bit when they start singing, I'm going to stand down here in front. If Brother Chase feels like it, he can stand down here with me. Here's what I want to ask you to do. If you're here tonight and you realize that you fit in, to these things that Brother Chase has been preaching about. If in that message, if it identified some spots that your life's in that shape, that you're in that situation, if you want to be out of that situation, you want to be right with God, we have to make a start somewhere. I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you uh, to step out from wherever you're at, and Brother Chase and I will be standing down here in the front, and they'll be singing. Come up and just shake mine and his hand not saying that me and him is anything special. Uh, we're just human beings. He's already preached that. We're just people. Sinners saved by grace. But I'll tell you what, if you'll make that move, and we, we won't try to twist your arm or uh, try to compel you to stay up here if you get up here. Of course, if you get up here and want to stay, it's up to you. But you get up here and shake hands, we'll go back to your seat, fine. But let's, let's really look deep down inside and consider where we're at. Boy, I'll tell you what, uh, he preached a lot of things tonight that ought to really uh, dig way down deep in us and cause us to think about where we're at and how honest. You know, he preached about honesty a lot. It's important to be honest with yourself. He preached that. Uh, you get honest with yourself and you get honest with God and everybody around you. And, and he, he made this clear. He said, uh, confess your sins. He said, who do you confess them to? Confess them to God. Amen. I'll tell this and then, then maybe get to where they can sing. I was in revival one time down in Kentucky, and pastor and I was doing some visiting. There was a man who had been at church one night, and he stood back and wept. And uh, We stopped by his house, and uh, he was I, I remember he was outside whittling when we stopped by, summer day. We stopped and talked to him, and the pastor said, Sir, so I'm not trying to uh, put you on spot or pry or anything. He said, Didn't you feel like coming to Alder last night? He said, Yeah, I did. He said, I'll be honest with you. And the uh, pastor said, well, well, why didn't you come? He said, Well, you know all that thing about confessing your sins? 
And uh, we said, yeah. He said, I've done some things that's so ungodly and so horrible. He said, I just couldn't stand to tell people. And the pastor, he cried and he hugged that man. He said, well, I'll tell you what, brother. He said, you don't have to tell me. He said, I don't even want to know. None of my business. But he said, if you'll be honest with God and tell him and tell God you're sorry and repent, he said, God will forgive you. He said, and here's a good thing. He said, God, when you tell God, say, you tell him stuff he already knows. He knows it all. So if you're here tonight, I want you to know this. And he's preached on this too. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's no shame to need to come to the altar. It's a shame to not come when you need to. Amen. So if he'll stand over here or just somewhere along here with me, and while we're saying, I believe there's somebody at least can make this start. Come and give your hand, go back to your seat if that's what you feel like doing. And I believe it'll stir the burden in the heart of the church to pray for you if you'll do that. Would you come? Would you come? Would you obey the Lord? You don't have to be ashamed or embarrassed. You're just a human being. But be, be willing to make a start. Come. Come. Do you want things to get different? Do you want things to be better? Make an effort. God said, draw nine to me, and I'll draw nine to you. Will you take a step towards Jesus? Amen. 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 Come on. Come on. Please come. Please come. Obey the Lord. Amen. I feel, I feel in my heart like God's calling. I sure do. Thank the Lord. I appreciate that good, honest move. Thank you, Lord. Thank the Lord. Wouldn't there be another one? Be honest. Amen. Amen. Please come. Please come. Please make a move. Please obey the Lord. Do something. Oh, it's time and high time. Do something. Time to move. Please obey the Lord. We care about you. We love you. God cares about you. He loves you. Do you care about yourself? Do you care about where you're at enough to make an effort to approach God? Obey the Lord. Amen. Amen. Good song.
this to you. Help me. You don't have to leave in need. You can leave supplied. Amen. That's right. Hey, I'm happy to testify. I've left revival every night supplied. Amen. Me too, brother. And I'm not just talking about the church service neither. And Pastor Terry can, can amen this one. Church is over, and you still got a desire to get some help. Yes, sir. Talk to us. Amen. There will still be a God ready to help you. Amen. I, I mean this with all my heart. I, I can tell you people that had high anxiety and, and they didn't want to move in front of the church. Sure. Waited till church was over. We talked. God moved. Yep. But, but can I give you just a touch of encouragement? There's times the devil will play on your anxiety. Yeah, that's true. I've seen folks, had a boy named Billy, church I used to pastor years ago. God had dealt with him three nights straight. Stood in the pew and wept. Yeah. Left church. We hung around just like we always do, and we chatted about 30 minutes. About 20 minutes after Billy left, he turned around, made a U-turn, come right back. Had a deacon stand at the door, and he blew the door open, about knocking the deacon down. <laughs> And he ran to me and he said, I've went home headed to hell three nights straight. Yeah. And he said, I'm not doing it like that again. Amen. I encourage you. Yes. What you need from God, it's worth it. Amen. It's worth it. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, that's right on. And, and you know, we've seen a number of people around here get saved after church was dismissed. Seen people rededicate their life after church was dismissed. So, God, God knows what your need is. We've had people from here that's got saved at home. If God's dealing with you at home and you'll talk to him and, and you'll come to him, you can get saved at home. Wherever you're at, if God's dealing with you, you can, you can get something good done. Just obey the Lord, reach out to him by faith. Boy, it's good to be here tonight. I, I, believe, I believe there's others. I believe there's people that could still yet move, but... You know, it's, that's your choice. And we can't make that choice for you. Anything else on anybody's heart? It's sure good to be here. It's been good to be here every night. It's good to be here tonight. And, and I know this may sound a little silly, but I'm already looking forward to coming tomorrow night. Yeah. I am. And we got a nice crowd. Appreciate everybody that's here and visitors and, and the Lord's here. And I just thank God for the revival that we're having right now. And I'll tell you what, it's helped me and blessed me. And I, I hear a lot of people say that. And you can, even people that haven't said it, you can observe it on them. You can just see by their manner that they're uplifted and revived. And I praise God for that. We need to pray much. Now, I'll tell you this. Uh, uh, like we did last night, there's going to be food out in the fellowship hall tonight. Everybody's welcome and invited. You go out and visit with us and uh, have something to eat and we'll fellowship and visit. But just like Brother Chase already said, if you feel like coming back in here and praying, or we can pray out there, it wouldn't matter, wherever you feel like it. But if God's calling you and you are willing uh, to call on the Lord and you want us to help you and pray with you, why, we'll put our food down and we'll come with you wherever it's at. All right. Anything else? Uh, let me let me make another prayer request. Uh, Pleasant View Missionary Baptist Church, that's where Denny Hunter is a pastor. Uh, they started revivals tonight, 
and Brent Hunter's preaching that revival. I talked to Brother Denny, and he said, Brother Terry, so I guess it just got by me. He said, I just felt real strong like starting revival, starting on Wednesday night, and felt like calling Brent. He said, I didn't realize actually when I asked him to start revival, then I, he said, I didn't actually realize that you was in the midst of revival when we brought that up. And I said, don't worry about it. Uh, you can have revival up there, and we can have revival down here, and we can pray for each other, and God's big enough to be everywhere. Don't, so don't worry about that. But let's pray for them yes, and their revival. Yeah. Anything else? If not, we'll ask those seeds to stand. We say you're at liberty to go in fear of the Lord. Go pray and come pray. <laughs>